Hello, and welcome to Ruta Cosmic Wisdom. I'm Amy. And I'm Alexis. We chat about astrology, archetypes, and spirituality, exploring how these and more can be woven into the day-to-day energy of life. So we'd like to invite you to settle into your body and join us. Good morning, Amy. How are you doing today? Good morning, Alexis. I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah. Excited to dive into Leo season today. That's what we're going to be covering and exploring. And yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I say this every season, excited to move from one to the other. And cancer season was definitely a lot of feeling and going deep and slowing down. And as much as I wanted to, um, you know, do, it was a lot of like slowing down and moving into the flow um, which is very much cancer season. And as we move into Leo season, Leo is about creativity and expression and expressing our unique um, kind of way that we want to express in the world. It's the sun is home in Leo. So the sun's coming home, which is just a place that the sun shines its radiance. It's like, this is who I am. So we get to feel that. We each get to feel that. Um, and happy birthday to all our Leos out there. Um, but yeah, we're going to dive into all the goodness of Leo season today. Yeah. Getting up. Happy birthday, Leos. Uh, let's, you know, make sure that your unique creative expression is in the highest (laughs) because the sun moves into Leo on the 22nd of July. And like Alexa said, that brings the sun home and the sun is just at its, I I like the fact that when we're in cancer, that that's the moon's home. And now we, we visited the moon's home and now we're moving into the sun's home in this time of year where at least here in the Northern hemisphere, while our days are shortening, we are definitely feeling the intensity and power of the sun. Alexis and I were just chatting about the heat (laughs) and how cranked up it is right now. Yeah. Yeah, it is for sure. And also um, Leo is connected to the heart. So I feel like it's tuning into that creative expression, but it's really like tuning into what you're passionate about. It's not living someone else's dream or, you know, working for someone else and creating their vision. It's really like tuning into what, what lights you up? What are you passionate about? Really having that heart connection of what you love is really important because that's where that creation comes from for Leo. It comes from the heart. And also um, July 22nd, which is the day that the sun moves into Leo, is Mary Magdalene's feast day. And she, to me, is very much about the heart (laughs) and that heart connection. So that's just another piece to bring in there. Um, Yeah, as the sun moves into Leo, the heart is a really big piece of Leo too. And that courage, you know, when you feel into the courage it takes to express from the heart, to be vulnerable, um, its symbol is the lion. So there's that inner strength and courage that comes as well. So we're, we're going to, yeah, this is what we're moving into. So we get to kind of feel into that and really tune in what we love, um, to have the courage to move towards it mm-hmm. and yeah, for it to like a lot, like give yourself permission to really enjoy it, to really, you know, 
um, move into that joy and passion of what you enjoy. Yeah, that's so important. The, the courage to move toward what we love um, and towards what our heart calls for, because we are so often trained in this world to go towards what is rational or what makes sense in our heads rather than follow the call of the heart. And Leo season really, really is about following the call of your heart. Like that flag is out there waving, chase it down. Yeah. Yeah. And as we move into the beginning of Leo season, one of the first big aspects we have is on July 25th, we have Venus squaring Jupiter. And to me, those two energies are very much about like tuning into what we love, right? And expanding into what we love, but it's a square. So there's some like, you know, um, places to look at of like, where are we not giving ourselves that full permission? And Venus is in Cancer. So there's that very soft and like tuning into our emotions and like tuning into really, you know, what is that intuitive part of us telling us? And then Jupiter is in Aries where it's, he's like expanding that kind of spark, that like initiatory spark. So um, you can feel there's, there's a difference between those two. And so in that square, there may be this kind of finding that happy medium of like, tuning into what I love and also, but not in the push because Aries sometimes in its shadow can be a push and it's like highest. It can be that really passionate spark that I think goes well with that Leo, right? Like mm -hmm. expression. So when you can tune into like tuning into yourself, what you really love, giving yourself permission to like be ignited and not in the push energy, not like trying to make things happen or doing what you think you should be doing. I think there will be that happy medium as we open Leo season. Um, Cause that's on the 25th, right. As we like start Leo season. Yeah. And keeping in mind that if, you know, both Aries and cancer are cardinal signs. So they both come with a spark. Cancer's spark is just different. It's a different type of start. It's a different type of go. Um, and just as Aries can push in its shadow, cancer can be like, and I'm in my shell, not going to do it. I got my crab claws out and I'm not going to do it. Um, so there's a softening that can happen with both of these sparks. Um, and, and sparks can create really beautiful fires if there's not a shutdown and a push, which feels like that's where the conflict is going to come with, with one party pushing and one party shutting down rather than both parties just standing right in their center, yeah. like Jupiter in his center, Venus in her center. And how do we use this square as a propulsion, as the spark to overcome? Yeah. And it feels like a big part of that is really listening to and trusting your intuition and then acting on it. Cause it's two parts, right? Like you can hear things, but if you don't move and do according to what you know is true, 
there's that shutdown, like you said, it's just like hiding in my shell. Yep. And so it's both. It's really like being able to trust yourself, trust your intuition, trust what feels good to you. And then moving from there, I think that's like a key. Um, and yeah, that hiding in that like hermit shell can be really comfortable, right? It can be very like, oh, I'm just gonna like hide and I'll just journal about this and I'll just like stay in my little shell and I won't actually like take the Jupiter and Aries action. Um, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, fo- following and trusting and knowing that if you're getting the hit, if your intuition is kicking in, that is because the flight pattern is clear for takeoff. <laughs> it's clear right now. The weather is going to change. The traffic is going to change. So follow it when you get the hit, even if it doesn't make sense, like back to the intuition, just because it doesn't make a head, head logic doesn't mean it's not time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And there's something too about, like you said, like acting on it when it comes, because things change. And sometimes we're like waiting for the perfect moment or we're like waiting for the perfect conditions, but it's like, there actually was something like a little piece that you could get from that, that'll lead you to the next piece. And so sometimes we can just be in this waiting and holding place. Like we could be in that forever, you know? Um, And, and the perfect conditions are when you get the hit, not when the weather is clear. There were plenty of planes taking off here this morning, despite the fact that it was supposed to rain. It didn't rain, but it was supposed to rain. And if those planes would have waited, that would have shifted the timing for, for everything. So when you get the clearance, just go because your clearance is, is your divine signal that the timing is perfect. Even if our little heads, even if our little monkey minds are like, oh, but I don't have enough of this and I got to do this and the fucking kitchen isn't clean. Just go. Yeah. Yeah, there's a wisdom in the timing of it. That's beyond what we can, right, um, understand. And yeah, we're really good at distracting ourselves. We're really good at like, oh, we need to clean the kitchen. (laughs) We're guilty. And (laughs) like you said, that's the perfect time, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So all of this is as the moon is waning, we're kind of moving into that new moon phase. So we're in this releasing letting go phase. And then on the 28th, July 28th, we have the new moon in Leo. So that's that new cycle beginning. It's at five degrees of Leo at 1.55 PM Eastern. So you can take a look at your chart, see what you have going on in early Leo. Also see what you have um, going on in the other fixed signs, because those will be aspected pretty strongly, um, which would be Aquarius, Taurus. Scorpio. Um, so anyway, new moon in Leo, right? So it's this new beginning and that same day, what? <laughs> Just, <laughs> I was, I was chatting with, with someone recently and I was like, so yeah, things are going to get rough. Er. <laughs> like I, I just, I remember 2020 when it was like, it felt like thing after thing, but the thing after thing was actually spaced out. And we were all like, 
it feels like so much. And then 2020 happened and they were closer. And the thing I've been noticing in the themes of this year is like, there's a new moon and this and this and this and this and this. There's a full moon and this. <laughs> so the, the intensity and, and the frequency is, is increasing. So I was just laughing about the, there's a new moon and so take it away. And the stuff around it. Yeah. And that same day, Jupiter goes retrograde. So Jupiter has been a big player this year um, because he had, we had that um, Neptune Jupiter conjunction in April, which was really about uh, expanding what we believe could be possible. And then we had Jupiter move out of Pisces into Aries to begin to like see the places where we can take action, but <laughs> it's not done because Jupiter's gonna go retrograde on this day of the new moon, move backwards through Aries and then finish up the remainder of the year in Pisces. So this backward motion of Jupiter is really important because we're kind of backtracking, we're reviewing the past few months and then when it um, when he moves into back into Pisces in the end of October of this year is when we really finish up some of those like big potential um, things that we kind of saw earlier in the year. So yeah, that Jupiter retrograde is happening at eight degrees of Aries. And so that's pretty big. It's a pretty big shift of this forward motion of Aries. And now we're in the going backwards and kind of reviewing and going over what we've experienced the past few months and there's still this you know jupiter and aries energy of we can still of course we can still do and take action and all of that but there's this like reflecting on and almost like seeing things from a different perspective now as he shifts and moves back towards pisces and he's also like yeah we're gonna go back we're good like the year is not over there's more and so you can feel as he shifts back um it's like, it's not done. Like we're still gonna finish up this expansion that we started at the beginning of the year. And so he'll be retrograde until November, till like the end of November. So he's a, you know, a bigger planet and that has a longer retrograde period. Um, but that's pretty significant. And that happens on the new moon in Leo and they're aspected. So it was five degrees, eight degrees. So that would be what a trine. Mm -hmm. of Jupiter and this new moon. So it feels like this new cycle um, with Leo that's really connected to the heart, really connected to our passion. Jupiter is like, as he's going back, he's like, has everything that you've been doing been heart connected? Are you really into everything you're, you're doing? Um, and maybe it can even be better. Maybe it can be even better than like what you thought. Mm -hmm. Let me show you. And so that's what this we're kind of moving into. And so it's interesting that that happens um, on the day of that new moon. Yeah, I, I also um, want to bring up the thing about Jupiter moving between Pisces and Aries, Aries and Pisces, Pisces and Aries, is that Jupiter is going to be pinging the world point. <laughs> so zero degrees of Aries is what's called the world point. And Jupiter pinged it when he moved into Aries, but now he's gonna back up over it. 
And with Jupiter stationing retrograde, we had Pluto station retrograde, we had Saturn station retrograde, we had Neptune station retrograde, Chiron stations retrograde today at, you know, in the 11 o'clock hour, conjunct the moon. Again, the moon is involved in this. Like there is such a feeling piece of it. And then we've got Jupiter stationing retrograde. So we've got five major bodies. Uranus, he gets a, he gets a ticket. He is not going to be stationing retrograde in 2022. He gets a free pass. He is just doing forward motion. Um, but these, these bodies are often referenced as like a symbol and a real energetic push towards the collective. Mercury, Venus, Mars are our personal planets. But once we get past Mars into Ju Jupiter and out, we're really looking at this collective energy. And if we look around, it kind of feels like the collective is moving backwards, kind of reviewing. And there are a lot of feels about the whole thing. And it just feels so important to feel all the feels so that we can clean this out, especially with Chiron stationing retrograde today. This is a deepening into the collective wound. Um, so with these bodies all going backwards, while Jupiter crosses the world point again, it, there, there is potential and potency around what are we going to see replaying itself? Because of course, when we've got a retrograde, you know, we're reviewing things, we're revisiting, we're replaying, we can have the option to renovate. Um, we've got, we've got options here. And I, I'm very curious to see what's going to happen as Jupiter expands the world point. And then I know when he moves back into Aries, when he starts going direct, he spends like 10 days at the end of December, hovering on the world point. It's, yeah, he had just he had just stationed, so he's moving slower at that point. Yes. Right. So, so he's moving really slow. The end of the year. <laughs> yes. And you know, we've been watching big end of the year astrological events happen for the past few years. And and Jupiter, like the king of the gods the guy who expands everything in reality because he's kept in check by Saturn. Um, I'm just really curious as to what's going to happen at the end of the year when Jupiter, our friend Jupiter is like, and now I'm going to hang out in the world point for like 10 days, see what's going to happen. Yeah. So. Yeah. And especially because we like, we're in the middle, like we haven't even finished out his stay in Pisces. Um, usually Jupiter is in a sign for about a year, um, but we haven't finished out, right, that piece of Pisces. And what was coming as you were talking about, um, a mentor of mine recently said, the deeper we feel, the more we can expand, which makes so much sense. And it's so true. And it feels like that's that piece that you spoke about of like the moon is involved in all of this. Mm -hmm. It's like we can't just think our way through things anymore and if you are it's it's getting really hard and it will only get harder 
And so it's like, we need to feel, we need to feel deeply. Um, and of course we always have choice, you know, you don't have to, um, but where we're headed, like where the ease is, is in feeling and expanding. Like it's, it's both. And yeah, just to review some of the dates too, just to kind of give us this Jupiter um, context because we talked about a couple. So just to kind of go, go through it again, we had basically Jupiter was in Pisces the start of the year. So 2022, we started with Jupiter and Pisces. Then in May, on May 10th was when Jupiter moved into Aries. So you can also feel into that period from like mid-May until now, because that's, he's going to be right moving back over this beginning, like part of Aries. What has been going on since mid-May for you? And whatever you've been creating, doing, um, are you really in love with it? Like, is this really in line with your vision? Is this really like where you want to go? Um, because that's what we're going to be moving back through, right? Like, is that really in that expansion or is, or are you just doing things? And maybe they felt really great, like right back in May, but things change. And so we're getting to review, we're getting to go back over that. And especially because this is happening in Leo season, like, is it really a passion? Is it connected to the heart? So we get to look at all of that. Um, and then he'll move back into Pisces on October 28th, where he'll finish out those last few months of the year in Pisces. And we'll get kind of those last pieces of the story there. And then he'll station direct on November 23rd, where he'll eventually move out back into Aries for good. Um, on December 20th. And then, like you said, he's going to be staying at that mm -hmm. beginning point, that zero point of Aries for a bit. So yeah, I think it's the 20th to the 29th. Yeah. So basically the end of the year. So that's yeah. kind of the Jupiter, um, just to go over those dates again, like, you know, 2022, it was a lot of Jupiter and Pisces, but he also spent a really good amount of time in Aries. And so those two energies are kind of the, like Pisces is about like the infinite. Pisces is like, there's infinite possibilities and you are infinite. And then we move into Aries and it's like, okay, and what do we do with that? But again, we're still just in the middle. We're still just in the middle. So really having that curiosity and being open and just being really true to what you want. Um, and that like passion and heart connection of, of Leo season while we're, while we're there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's juicy. I'm excited to see what happens because I like watching what happens. Always, always, always. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also around that time, we're not done yet because <laughs> two days later or two days later, um, three days later, Uranus makes an exact conjunction with the North node. Now they are going to be already in this aspect for that new moon. So everything we've, we've been talking about, like it's all happening. It's just the exact day when Uranus and the North node meet exactly is on July 31st. Um, this is a big one. This is a big aspect. The last time that they were conjunct Uranus and the North node um, was March, April in 2007 in Pisces. So this aspect doesn't happen too often. And Uranus and North node definitely does not happen <laughs> too often. I don't have the date on that, but 
long time. <laughs> I'll oh, see if I can look what, it up. More. What were you doing in 2007? I can tell you that was when I like quit my job and totally revamped like my whole existence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, so they look back to 2007 because that's when Uranus and the North Node um, the last time that they were conjunct. Mm-hmm. Different energy though. It was in Pisces, right? So different energy. Um, Taurus has a very like, like based in reality, like rooted, um, connected to the earth, connected to our bodies. Um, so it's going to be, yeah. And we've been in this cause we're moving towards this, this aspect, um, is yeah, they've been can... in, they've been in orb for a while, haven't they? Yeah. And so we're recording today is what the 19th, July 19th, July 19th. And they are one degree away. So like yeah. we're in it. And they're, they're, they're hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're past out. the point of making plans. Yeah. They're hanging out. They just haven't gotten into bed yet. Right. And so we're moving, we're building to that, like that peak point when they meet, um, but we're in it. And so that's, an, that's a pretty intense energy because Uranus brings radical truth and he brings this like electric, like there's a, there's a life force energy to it. It brings this like electric, like just truth, this radical truth of like, like we're alive. We only have so, like we have the short time on earth. Like, what are you going to do with it? Right. And it's just such this electric energy that Uranus brings. And then to meet up with the North node, which is about like our purpose and our, like our North star of where we're going, like those two together it's big. And I feel like that's what we've been in. So if you've been feeling like, um, you know, any kind of friction around what isn't serving, what isn't like connected to that purpose in that North node, what isn't like, even when we talk about like that heart connection for you, what isn't that is getting louder because we're moving to this point where it's like literally like electrocuting (laughs) (laughs) us into life and it's like anything that isn't you know what we're meant to be doing what isn't really us can start to feel really uncomfortable Mm -hmm. because that's another piece with the north node is it's not it's it's not comfortable it pushes out us outside of our comfort zone because it's like this is where we want to go where we truly want to go it's just not comfortable because we humans often like staying in our comfort zone right? Like our nervous systems just like to know what's going on, which is okay. But in order to expand, in order to grow, we need to sometimes be, be pushed a little bit, just a little bit outside of our com- comfort zone. And that's what the North Node does. So when you have this big, like electric lightning bolt energy to that, um, it can feel a little bit uncomfortable as we're moving towards it. But as you keep connecting into like what you love, your vision, like the things that really light you up, like also looking at like progress you made, like look how far you've come because I bet everybody listening to this was a radically different person even just a few years ago, Mm -hmm. right? So like all of those pieces are good reminders because when we're in it, sometimes it can feel just like what is going on. Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. also looking at, it happens at 18 degrees of, of Taurus. So looking, you know, do you have any, anything going on around there? 
mid fixed signs again like visiting your fixed signs we're looking at leo aquarius taurus scorpio the other piece that is happening with this north node taurus conjunction is that mars and kali conjunct at 17 degrees of taurus just to really make sure that you know all the beds in the room are filled <laughs> with these pairings um just next door mars and kali are going to be coming together and kali is the destroyer of ego so i'm tying into what alexis said if you are not if you're just moving at stuff because it makes sense or your head is involved or it feels safe those are all ego pieces and there's times when safety is important and valuable and there are times when we need to take action and move towards that heart calling and as scary as it can be to move towards the heart call that's oftentimes going to be your safest bet and it what are we giggling about alexis i'm just seeing like a like a scene from braveheart or something where it's like mars kali north node uranus it's like this forward <laughs> yes like <laughs> i can just see it and it's like that's what we're in people and it's like you're you're like yes i'm like gonna like it might be uncomfortable but i'm gonna have the courage i'm just gonna like go yeah. for it like it's exhilarating and it's amplifying mm -hmm. if not like there's a stampede also energy to like if you're just like me like those that brave heart energy right like yes and like calling in that mars energy that high high and, and mars's oldest energy he was an agrarian god he he was not this god this like aggressive messy god of war he was an agrarian god about our passion and and our desire for growth he was an agrarian god because he's the passion that is held in the seed that moves it to break out of its shell so so as alexis is saying like it is this courage it is this bravery and even working with mars in his warrior form, the, the highest form of the warriors is coming at yourself, is recognizing the only people we battle are ourselves. And that loyalty thread that, you know, no man left behind thread, that nobody gets left behind and, and we rise as a whole um, is, is kind of also that like, and we're all going to go and yes, some may come kicking and screaming. Some may decide that their contract here is done and they have no interest in rising with this. Because um, that's the, there we have that Kali energy. She is going to take out and cut away what is preventing, slowing down, stopping the rise. And there's this fierce love with Kali mm -hmm. and also thinking about Mars, like the word, like heart warrior, right? It's yeah. like being so committed to really yourself. That's what this is all about. Um, like devoted to yourself and your growth. And there's this fierce love that comes 
with all of it. Like you can really feel even Uranus at the highest expression is just this like high, high vibration of love. Kali is this fierce, fierce, like big mama love. And Mars is this heart connected, like I will fight for what I love energy. And so when you feel all of that, like all in, all in its highest expression, like there is no stopping that. There is no stopping that. And so all you have to do is just tune into your heart, tune into what you love and allow that energy to carry you because it really can, right? Like we can, again, we can go keep kicking and screaming. <laughs> we can. Or we can just be like, I am just going to see where this energy takes me because that is some big energy. And so really this is all happening around this new moon in Leo. Like, like my heart right now, I can just feel it. It's like, whoa, (laughs) that's big. Um, And when you feel into all of that, like, and they're all an aspect, like, like Jupiter. So if, if it's a new moon, it's the sun and the moon together. Jupiter's in a trine to that, like expanding, basically like the sun and the moon are, are intuitive and are like feminine and are, um, our radiance and our masculine and that outward energy, right? So you take it together, the new moon, right? Is when they come together, Jupiter bringing the expansion. And then you have those aspects that we talked about with Mars and Kali, like it's, it's a lot of big players in there and Uranus, of course, in the North node. Um, but they're like, it's, they're all aspect to each other. Right. So we have like Jupiter over in Aries kind of hitting all of this that's happening, um, in Taurus and, and the new moon is happening in Leo. So all, although, so the, the moon, the moon, the sun and Leo are in a trine. And then we have the North node, which is those four things we talked about Uranus, the North Node, the Mars and Kali. All we got all there. Four of those together. Yeah, we got there. All four of those together. We got Jupiter, the Sun and the Moon happening together. And they're all happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can feel like there's all this interplay between them and like the energy and the potency of that. That you can just really allow it if you that's that's a word that feels like important here is like allow it mm-hmm. to open you into like help move you rather than if you're trying to be in the mind, like you can feel like this, none of this is about the mind. Mm -mm. No, this is so heart. There is so like, we come roaring into Leo season with all of this heart stuff going on with this big Venus Jupiter square And then this Leo new moon where Jupiter is there. And then Uranus, North Node, Mars, Kali. There's just, there's so much heart going into it. And, and I just am left feeling really curious. Like what happens if, if we all are moving from a heart space, as scary as that is, like, I am not for one single second saying moving from heart is not scary because it certainly is. We have such a cultural idea that we need to, that, that our hearts are 
are, are somehow fragile things that can't be put back together <laughs> and that we're here for them to not be broken. Like that one of our imperatives is to keep that heart whole. Don't break it. Don't do anything to screw it up. And that's when we screw it up. It is when we don't open it because we're, we're shutting down and we're constricting and we're keeping it small out of fear that it's going to hurt. And it's okay if it hurts, we can do that. Right. You know, that's what we're here for. We're here for a little bit of risk and a little bit of, right. A little road rash. That's a question to ask is like, is this coming from fear or love? Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's always a great question to just tune into. Um, right. Because it'll always, it'll always be one or the other. And so then the next day on August 1st is when Mars and the North node hit exact. So like we said, they're all there. They're all within a degree. It's all happening. But August 1st is when um, Mars, the North node and Uranus hit exactly together. Um, so that's just a, that whole period, the end of July to the beginning of August, it's a biggie. And like I said, it can be beautiful. It can be like just so much love, this like fierce love that is there. Um, but it can also be a little bit intense. And I don't even know what's going to happen collectively. Like, who knows? Um, but we'll see. It can also be a little bit intense. Just a little. We've but all been training there. for this. Like, anybody right. who's in Earth school right now has been training for this. Um, and, and those that aren't training, and if they decide that they're, they're done, it's okay. Love them real hard. They're doing their best. And we're going to be watching things shift. We're, we're in a massive change right now. Yeah. Yep, we are. And, and there's no air signs involved in this. There's no, like, the mind doesn't get to really, um, yeah, have a, have a piece in it. Which there's I think fire, is- there's earth, fire, yeah. earth. Yep, a lot of fire, a lot of earth. Nope, no air, no mind. <laughs> no mind. Um, so then on August 4th, we have Mercury moving into Virgo. So Mercury will be moving out of Leo. So we get Mercury and Leo for all of that. Um, at the end of Leo, which also feels like when, when planets are transitioning, um, there's always this like last push. So Mercury and Leo, those, those beginning of August days, there will be some last messages of, it almost feels like the aftermath of these big, (laughs) the new moon, the conjunction, like all of these pieces. Um, it feels like Mercury, those like first few days of, of August, we'll have some last like kind of pieces to just yeah, like the, the, the investigative reporters have done the work and they're sharing the things that have come up as a result of the event. Yeah. A, a bigger, wholer, more complete picture. Yes. It's like watching the news after something happened, but we're not mm-hmm. watching the news. We're just listening to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And, and the messages and, and all of that. Yeah. And, you know, Mercury really blew through Leo. 
like at top speed because Mercury enters Leo today. And we're looking at August 4th as the day that Mercury is like, peace out, Leo. Hey, hey, Virgo. Yeah, and he's home in Virgo. So he's mm-hmm. going to be moving into a sign where um, he's home. So that's another piece as we move into Mercury and Virgo. Um, it feels like there is this like collecting of information with Virgo. Um, like almost like I'm seeing like spreadsheets and like <laughs> like gathering the information. It's almost like continuing that aftermath because it's such a big energy that we're experiencing with that new moon and the Uranus North Node conjunction that when Mercury, that those last pieces of Leo, right, we'll have some last messages there. And then as he moves into Virgo, like we're still almost analyzing what happened. We're still kind of, right, like integrating. And Mercury and Virgo feel supportive for that because although Virgo is an earth sign, there is still some, um, you know, Mercury brings some of the mental communicative like pieces and Virgo is about kind of analyzing and right understanding so we get that energy with mercury and virgo um, beginning august 4th which also feels supportive to everything that we experienced um, at the end of july so we have that again august 4th mercury in virgo mercury is going to show up and alphabetize the fuck out of everything very like boots on the ground. All the books are going to get alphabetized and your email is going to get cleaned out so that you've got a real clear sense of what happened. Right. Yep. Yes. Which feels helpful, right? Mm -hmm. Some boots on the ground, Mercury action. We do. We need it. We need it. Mm -hmm. Um, A few days later on August 7th, we have Mars conjunct Saturn, which also feels <laughs> like getting some things in order. I'm sorry, not conjunct. Um, <laughs> they're in different signs. Mars and Taurus squaring Saturn in Aquarius. Um, is that right? Let me just pull it up. I feel better about that. Yes, that's correct. It should be in a square that day. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> I was looking at you silly over the conjunct. conjunct. Square, square is correct. Yes. What did I say? August 7th. Let me just pull mm-hmm. it up. Um, yeah. So we have Saturn at 22 degrees of Aquarius and Mars will be at 22 degrees of Taurus. Um, so they'll be in a square. So that feels like more of Saturn's really about bringing things like in. And so Mars is bringing that spark. He's kind of igniting. Um, and that can be a challenge because um, Mars is not, is not that (laughs) Mars is like the initiatory. He's like, let's ignite, let's like, right. Start things. And again, it can come from that really heart connection. Um, but then also Saturn is like, okay, but we need to like rein it in a little bit and we need to like actually put it together and make it happen. Cause otherwise you're just going to be starting a million things. Right. And so it feels like Saturn's kind of reining in some of that energy because it's still, it's basically squaring that whole little grouping mm-hmm. of the North Node, Uranus, Mars, 
and then Saturn and Mars when they square exactly it's like okay now let's let's rein it in so you can feel like with Mercury and Virgo kind of like okay now let's let's kind of like make sense of of what's happening Saturn kind of reining it in being like okay and let's actually like be able to make something out of this because otherwise it's just a lot of you know um stuff <laughs> and it doesn't really mean anything Saturn's kind of bringing the like meaning and like what does this mean and kind of bringing it down so that again on August 7th Mars square Saturn I, it also feels that because both Mars and Saturn are in fixed signs, there is that ability that Taurus has to slow Mars down and be like, yes, ignite this. And so there, there feels like because of the signs they're in, there's extra support behind Saturn saying, hey, like, let's see this through before you run off to the next thing you're in you're in Taurus right now we're going to keep you in Taurus <laughs> and and we're going to slow you down a little bit Mars so that you can bring that passion and that fire and and that ignition to not only igniting this but spending some time with it and as far as like working with Saturn you know I like to say that squares are we make a square when we sit with our feet on the floor and our butt in a chair and when we stand up, that is that square energy working to overcome um, and create an opportunity out of an obstacle. And as I'm looking at Taurus, so like all of this is happening in Taurus, which is a Venus ruled sign. So when I looked at, oh, like, where is Venus? Venus is aspecting all of this too. So while all of this is happening in Venus's home sign on her home turf, she's in cancer, but she's still like looking at it. Like they're in an aspect. She's still like touching in um, and bringing that piece of Venus is so much about like the ability to love and to be in love with our lives and to really be tuned into like what we're experiencing there's that like tangible piece to venus she's she's not about like just the dreaming she's like she wants to live the life like she wants to do the things like she wants to have all of the things that she wants to have and so as she's looking at all this happening um there is this very like feminine quality that's being brought into um she's in cancer which is that kind of softer sign and so she's, she's in, she's involved too. Um, Cause a lot of the energies that we've been talking about are like Mars is bringing in like an intensity and there's some of these like outward energies. And so it feels like that just Venus is like, Hey, I'm there too. I'm, I'm kind of like, um, I'm kind of watching it and I'm kind of like, right. Involved, but not in it is kind of what Venus is, is has going on there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's an extent of everyone in Taurus is checking in with Venus because they're in her house, right? They're doing the stuff in her house. And while she's not home, they're still checking in with her to be like, hey, we're having a party at your house. Are you cool? Like, <laughs> what do we need to do to make this right? Um, so there, yeah, there very much is a, a everyone in Taurus is checking in with Venus 
to make sure that all their I's are dotted and their T's are crossed. Right. And both Venus and Taurus are about our bodies, about our connection to ourselves and our self-worth, money. So all of those things can be coming up. All of these themes um, that are very much Taurus themes um, are going to be ignited. And then because Venus is involved too, like there is, what is your relationship to these things? Like, what is your relationship to money? It's one of the biggest energies like on the planet. What is your relationship to it? Um, right. Are your relationship to your body? Like this is your vessel to be here. Like this is without it, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> right. What is your relationship to your body and to your worthiness and to all of these pieces? Like that's a lot of stuff that can be coming up around this time and tuning into and knowing your relationship with those parts is going to make all the other pieces that are going to be coming up, right? We're able to move through them because we are connected to these pieces and understand our relationship to these pieces. So those, again, just to drop in some, some themes that might be coming up, mm -hmm. uh, those are definitely Taurus and Venus themes. What's, what's on the docket next after Mars and Saturn square off? Well, on August 8th, we have Lionsgate, which I always love a good lion's gate each year. So that's August 8th. Um, I don't know if you have any pieces you want to share on lion's gate, but that just lion for those that don't know, lion's gate is the rising of Sirius, which is Isis. Um, the star that, that the Egyptians associated with Isis. And while we have culturally decided it's on eight, eight, um, it, can depending on where you are in the world there's like a two plus week window in which Sirius can rise um depending on, of course on where you are geographically and it's this time of abundance it is Isis returning to Egypt to bring back the abundance to return with you know Horus the son that she and Osiris um procreated after his remembering and it's a time that Isis remembers her kind of responsibility and her bounty and and her commitment to the land that she and Osiris were given so it's this time of expansion it's once again this like very hard time Isis is remembering her love for the land that she was driven out of when she went into hiding um to hide from from evil brother set um and it's it's a good time to be playing with your abundance as as Isis, this, this soul shaman energy is rising. Any, any women that are looking to really dive into it, I have a retreat going on leading up to Lionsgate. Um, we close on 7-7, seven, seven, but we open on 7-7, on 8-7. Seven, seven, seven. We open on 8-4. Four, so there are still spaces left. For those that want to join us, I start pulling astrology reports for the women this week. Everybody gets a everybody gets an astrological mission for the weekend. I love it. Yeah, so we have 
that on the 8th and then and again like you said it's it's kind of that period around that time it's kind of like mm -hmm. this portal of like two weeks um but that's that that date and I always find it's like this really potent time of creation and just like just tuning in and yeah it's a really potent um time and it I asked for a cat a couple lion's gates ago I got a I got one <laughs> You did. He thinks he's a dog and he failed cat school, but I got a cat. <laughs> you definitely got a cat. And this Lion's Gate comes close to the full moon. Um, so on August 11th, we have a full moon in Aquarius at 19 degrees of Aquarius at 9.35 p.m. Um, it's aspecting Saturn, Uranus, and the nodes. So some of those pieces that we've been working with. Just another another illumination like we're not we're not done and you can kind of feel that with because the Uranus and the north node um they're in that aspect for a while there's there's kind of like kind of like a roller coaster like there's the ebbs and the flows and this full moon is another peak kind of point of that so um yeah august 11th we get a full moon all right just bringing that illumination bringing that like kind of peak the pieces that we need to know um, the insights and that big energy. It feels like, it does feel like a big one. Yep, it, it feels, it's it's juicy. It is, yeah. So that's um, kind of the, the big the big stuff. Like we covered like the, the big stuff there. Um, another piece is that just before or just at the end of Leo season, Mars enters Gemini. So we get Mars leaving Taurus on August 20th and Mars enters Gemini. So just a little bit of a change of pace for Mars and what he's igniting and activating. And we get some of that um, curiosity and the mind food of Gemini. So our mind gets to come, you know, it's kind of tuned back into the mind and kind of come back around to those ideas and the insights. Now that we've kind of been in this big energy We've kind of let things settle. Um, we've had that full moon, which is another peak. Then we get Mars moving into Gemini, kind of bringing some of that mind food for us um, just at the end of Leo season because then the sun will move into Virgo on August 22nd. So, and as planets move out um, of their signs, depending on what sign it is, they may aspect Pluto and Mars does, he will be um, in a trine to Pluto just before he moves out of Taurus. And so we get some depth there, right? We get that, like, not only is Mars kind of giving us the last pieces of Taurus as he moves out, but he meets up with Pluto, who is like, yeah, let's really kind of go deep into everything that we've experienced around this whole, really this whole month, because we've been in this big Taurus activation. Mm -hmm. um, so we get on August 14th, Mars trine Pluto. And that's kind of some of those last pieces before Mars moves out of Taurus. And then, yeah, again, on August 20th, Mars enters Gemini. Giddy up, people. Get yeah, your heart out, polish it up, let it shine. Yeah, Get out your lion thing. courage. The big piece is definitely that Uranus North Node conjunction mm -hmm. is a big one. And then that full moon feels like another like peak in the wave. Um, those are kind of right. Those 
like mark your calendars. <laughs> mark your calendars, check in, see how you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And then we get Lionsgate, you know, just to like mm -hmm. bring more energy there. So yeah, I kind of, the things I have circled on my list are the Jupiter retrograde, Uranus conjunct the North node, which those happen very close together. And then the full moon in Aquarius, like those are the things that I have circled um, that feel like the highlights of Leo season. The highlights of Leo season. Yeah. Because every season needs a highlight. Especially Wonderful. Leo. Leo is all about like that spotlight. Yes. Like, Leo definitely. Leo season for sure needs a spotlight. Yes. Leo absolutely needs a spotlight. Any last pieces before we sign off for Leo season? That's it. I mean, there's some, we, we covered a lot. There's some big stuff. So I think, yeah, I think that's all I got. All right. Happy Leo season. And we'll see you again soon. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed. And if you did, please share us with your friends. You can also head over to our YouTube channel where you can leave us some comments. Let us know what you thought. We would love to hear from you.